Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are Reggie Kelly, former tight end with the Cincinnati Bengals. How did that come about? Well, we just said faith, football, is equal to so much fun. And you add food in the mix, too, I totally agree. But You know, I like that, faith, family, and food. Equal oh, so much, equal so much fun. <laughs> and LSU and NFL quarterback Josh Booty. If you have a chance to play football, it is the greatest American sport in the world. And things you have to bounce up from and get off the ground and in life, and in faith and relationships and in business, you have to get up off the ground because you're not. It's, it's not all W's in life. I mean, there's some L's, man, along yeah. the way. Now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Roman Gabriel III, former pro football quarterback, president of Sold Out Youth Foundation. Remember, go to soldouttv.com for all things youth and family. Uh, I'm with Reggie Kelly, former NFL tied in with the Cincinnati Bengals, and um, he's got something really cool he wants to talk to us about. But first of all, Reggie, thanks for coming in on Sold Out. I appreciate you having me, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank well, you. Well, I'm fired, I'm fired up to have you. Um, I love it, man, the Reverend. You're yes, all sir. about faith, family, and football. That's what we're all about here. For the last 10 years, we've been here uh, covering athletes of faith and family on Sold Out Sports Talk. So uh, I understand that's what you're all about. Tell me what you're doing now. Well, you know, I'm the founder and owner of Kyvin Foods, so when I was actually playing, I actually started this business. Uh, my teammates encouraged me to take my family recipes to market. I was a little bit hesitant because I didn't know anything about the food industry. But they loved it, though, right? They loved it, man. Gathered my family secrets, um, presented them to some really big stores like Walmart and Kroger, public stores. They gave me a shot, and the rest is history. So we specialize in barbecue sauces, okay. salsa. Seasoning, salad dressings, the whole nine. Okay, so this is Soul Food Selection. Soul Food Selection. One now, how taste, do we pronounce that? It's called Kyvin Foods. I named it after my kids, so my daughter, her name is Kyla. Okay. My son's name is Kevin. Combine the two to come up with Kyvin. So just like any family, just like All right, any family. Wait a minute. Man. Sweet barbecue sauce. Sweet for barbecue chicken, sauce. Pork, beef, fish, meatloaf, pizza. You can put it on anything, pizza. man. You know, I love sauce on pizza. Put it pizza. on anything, man. I love the sauce on pizza. These are the pork rinds, right? Yes. So those, those pork rinds are from Rudolph Foods, and Rudolph Foods is doing a great job of supporting a great cause that's near and dear to my heart and every NFL player across this country, which is Gridiron Greats. Oh, say, so I just had Billy White Shoes Johnson yes, tell me about yes. these are the pork rinds. Those are the pork rinds. So White Shoe, Billy White Shoes Johnson, um, Ken Houston, and myself, we're the spokespeople this year for Gridiron Greats. Back to Gridiron Greats, and we think it's a great cause. That That is awesome, man. I'm, I mean, uh, obviously, we love Mike Ditka. Uh, yes. Mike coming out of a heart attack. Yeah, I, last time I heard of Mike, I, I got hold of him after Christmas, and he said he was doing better and he was yeah. recovering. And and I look, uh, I look forward to seeing him tonight as well. Well, I'm a big fan of Mike, so yeah. he, he, he is the NFL. He represents uh, that generation of players like my father who played for many, many years as, with the Rams. 
uh, you know, old school guys. Old school, I love it. Don't but you what I like that? about them is they love the young guys and they care about the NFL today, right, Reggie? No doubt. And I love Mike Dick. He's a former tight end. I'm, I'm a former oh, tight baby. end. It doesn't well, get much better than you're that, right? You're mean right now, right? Well, you know, hey, I can go in and play a couple more snaps. Had to be backside plays, though. Well, I'm on the backside. Yeah. Well, I'm not frontside. Well, how did you get, Reggie, how did you get the name The Reverend? Uh, it says here for his faith. And, yes. and passion from your teammates. How did that come about? Well, we just said faith, football is equal to so much fun. And you add food in the mix too. I totally agree. But you know, I like that faith, family, and food equals oh, so much. Equals so much fun. <laughs> and it definitely goes. They definitely go hand in hand. But when I played for the for the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, I've always been a guy that wanted the best for my teammates. You know, we know in the NFL it's a competitive league. Coaches are always bringing in new players to replace you. Always bringing in competitions to make the team better. And so I've always been a guy that always try to help my teammates to the best of my ability because I wanted to see everybody do well. And I always brought in good Christian principles, you know, always incorporated the Bible, always incorporated what that meant to me and how I could display that on the football field. And my teammates followed it. They followed it and they gave me the nickname, the Rev, which is very endearing to me because it lets me know that they, that they respect what I'm trying to do. That's what I was going to say. They respect the man the that I am. And we know that men, we desire to be respected, especially in football. And so I even have coaches that come up to me and talk to me about me being the rib. That means a very that means a lot to me. Reggie Kelly's with us, a former tight end of Cincinnati Bengals. He's helping the gridiron greats through these pork rinds. People purchase yes. part of that's going to go to help these uh, alumni players from the gridiron greats yes. and Mike Ditka. Uh, of course, his barbecue sauce. Uh, we want to thank fatherhood.gov, who is with us and partnering with us this year. And mm -hmm. Reggie, fathers are so important to our fabric I of agree. our family and our country, and they're under attack right now. Yep. Um, tell me about your uh, responsibilities in terms of what your feelings are about your responsibility as a father and well, as a husband and, and all of those things that, that we are expected to do. Well, I, I think, I think you know, from a standpoint of a female, we always need great mothers. The mothers are so loving, so endearing. But we need strong men in our communities, need strong men in our families to lead and to lead with integrity, to do things the right way. That's very essential, especially in a young man's life. It's important for us to be men, to teach them the importance of doing things the right way paying attention to the details, being courteous, being a man that's going to be nice and warm and respectful even to young ladies. And for me, that's very important. I have a son. And how is he going to know how to love his wife if he doesn't see me loving his mother? So it's important for me to set that example. Then again, how is my daughter going to know how a man is supposed to treat her if I don't treat her mother right? And so it's very important for me to set the stage and set the tempo in my family to be a man and the man that I'm called to be. I think that's very important. You know, many fathers today were fatherless. Yes. Uh, and that's a real problem, right? Because role models are problem. so important to be able to teach people it's, uh, from generations down. Uh, tell me a little bit about your experiences. And, and, and see, you know, I grew up in a family. I grew up in a household. My dad was in the household. He was a strong awesome. figure. And he demanded respect. He demanded that we did things the right way. He never let us settle for anything. And you need that. You know, kids need that from their parents, especially from their fathers leading the way. You know, um, I love kids. Um, kids have always been my passion. And it really does sadden me when you see a kid that comes from a broken home or an abusive type so of a situation. There's so many. And yet they don't have the right type of support that's, that's going to push them forward. And so I always try to step in the gap to try to encourage kids, do things with Big Brother programs, you know what I mean, just to try to mm -hmm. give back to kids. And so that they can understand that, that they do have a future, that they can achieve a greatness. All they need is just a little bit of push and a little bit of encouragement. And it's amazing. When you give them just a little bit of encouragement, it's amazing how you can turn them from going left to That's going right. right. 
Reggie, uh, you know, one of the things that I read about you is you were a recipient of the NFL Ed Block Courage Award Uh in 2007. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I assume that that's probably one of your highlights of your career. Well, that's that's a really big deal to me because, again, um, it showed courage in the midst of difficulty. And, again, I think as men we have to do that. We have to show courage. We can't give up when times get hard, when things aren't ideal. We can't, can't gripe, can't complain about it. You have to face it head on. And make the best of your make the rest of your life the very best of your life. And so achieving that award meant something near and dear to my heart because my teammates were the one who elected me awesome. to win the Ed Block Courage Award. We had the opportunity, you know, to go and celebrate that award by going to Baltimore and um, reaching out to some kids, spending some time with some kids that've been in some abusive type situations. And it did my heart really well because I was able to encourage kids, even for a day or two. But who knows what that day or two is going to turn out years and years on down the line. Reggie Kelly with us, former Cincinnati Bengals tight end. And, Reggie, one of the things we talk about on Sold Out on Faith, Family, and Sports is how you carry yourself, how you use your platform, yeah. how, how you make that happen uh, to others, not just your family but in mm-hmm. the community. And that's something that I know that you have done and that's so important to you. I just want you to talk to uh, our young people out there about why is it important to be a role model? Why is it important uh, to use your platform to influence the people that are watching you? And, and, and are there people watching everyone all the yes. time? Yeah, we're always being watched whether you realize it or not. And we all have a platform and we all have a purpose. And it's important to live out that purpose. You don't have to settle when God has called you to excel. You don't have to be average when God has called you to be above average. You don't have to be like everybody else. Be unique. Nobody does it better than you. So be yourself. And I think that's very important. Some years ago, years ago, Kobe Bryant did a commercial. It was a Sprite commercial. And that Sprite commercial said something to the effect, well, everybody's doing this. Everybody tried to be like everybody else. Well, be like Sprite. Sprite is in their own league. They're unique. I'm unique, so it's important for you to be unique as well. And I think when we can embrace who we are and not, have, not, not feel like we have to be like the next person, like this person or that person, that's when you can truly get the best out of yourself. That's when your purpose truly shines and you can truly be everything God has called you to be. Okay, so everybody has goals, and goals are things that, that in influence you and inspire you to go forward. Uh, I assume you have some big goals still. What are some of the things? I know this company right yes. here, your uh, your sauce and uh, all these things that you're doing, you know, uh, tell me a little bit about your business and where you want to take it in the future. Well, you know, you know, ultimately the, the main reason why I started this business was to give back to my kids. I want to set a business up for my kids so that when I so that when they get old enough, if they decide they want to come and run this company, they can run mm-hmm. the company. If they want to do something else, they can do something else. But at least as a father, I set up something where I gave them a handoff, gave them the baton mm-hmm. a little bit further than I could have had, and then let them take it further. And so it's important for me to set things up for the future. Just like my parents, my parents sacrificed for me. My parents had to go to work some days sick, not feeling their best, and if they missed a day of work, a bill might not have gotten paid. So they did that just for me, just because they love me just that much. So would it not be, um, would it not be the right thing to do for me to be a man to pass down that same type of ethics, that same type of legacy down to my kids, to fight, to sacrifice, to give them the best chance to be a success? And so that's what I'm doing with Kyron Foods. Uh, we take a percentage of sales. We try to get back to the less fortunate. Awesome. We're always trying to help people out as well, and I love doing what I do. What a great example, Reggie Kelly, former Cincinnati Bengals. Tied in, and more importantly, the Reverend. And uh, good luck continued with your business. I appreciate it. And, of course, with 
uh, what we're doing with pork rinds and giving to, to uh, Gridiron Greats, Gridiron Greats and Mike yes. Ditka. So yes. do me a favor. Give your best, my best, to, to Mike Ditka for we'll me, my friend. We'll do it. And uh, look forward to seeing you very soon. I appreciate it. You guys are doing an outstanding job, man. Keep up the great work. Thanks for having me on. Let's not be strangers, man. Have me on again soon, please. Yeah, there we what go. There we go. i tell you what. I want to thank our partners fatherhood.gov and all the great work that they do and I'm glad that uh, Reggie came on because he represents what that's all about Uh, great to have you in when we come back more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host Roman Gabriel III in this segment Roman talks with LSU and NFL quarterback Josh Booty Visit SoldOutTV.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Roman Gabriel, your host, of course, SoldOutTV.com for all information, family, and students. Uh, uh, with me, former LSU quarterback, a Tiger. Um, and also pro football player and a guy who uh, loves the game of football and uh, loves life. Josh Booty was. Josh, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. It's always fun to be a part of this deal. And, shoot, we've been up here, you know, it seems like about 30 minutes, but it's been about six hours, so we're having fun. Going fast, going (laughs) fast. Well, tell me, uh, we got this year in football was a really interesting year. Uh, From being a quarterback, this is the time to play in the NFL. We got some great young talent. Patrick Mahomes, Watson from Houston. Um, you've got so many young quarterbacks in the game today that can throw it. Uh, the sure. rules are all going offense. Uh, so it is a great time. I wish I would have been in, oh, man. Oh, me too. I thought throwing it <laughs> of 25 was a bunch. Yeah. But uh, throwing it 50 every game and then with the rules the way they are, this is just fun time for quarterbacks, It is. Right? And really the emergence of the RPO gives them yeah. a real chance to – I think even succeed on another level because they can they can dish it out so quick. They don't oh, have yeah. to take unnecessary hits. It's like even this the Kyler Murray situation, a five nine quarterback being potentially drafted right. in the first round. That's unheard of. Ten right. years ago, that would have never happened. They'd have sold him, written him off a long time ago as as a non prospect. I mean, a guy that you have to go play in Canada. You well, know, you know I what's mean, funny is. I was at uh, a school today with uh, Terrence Mathis, who played at UNM oh, yeah. with me at New Mexico, oh, yeah. and he played with the Falcons, mm-hmm. 700 catches his oh, career. Oh, yeah, great And player. he told a story to students today at the school we were at where he said, when I came out of college, they told me I'm too short, I'm not fast <laughs> enough. You know, same thing out of high school, just you can't play in the yeah. SEC because you just, you just don't have the size. Yeah. Well, today... You know, when you look at the Edelmans of the world, Terrence Mathis would be the premium. Burkhead. I mean, all slot head, yeah, slot, slot guy, slot right? Guy, 110 Walker. catches a year. Yeah. And I was the other night with, uh, with Edelman. And Edelman, believe it or not, is second in receptions to Jerry Rice. In the playoffs, in the history yeah. of the playoffs. It's unbelievable what some of these are guys kidding? are doing. I know. And, and, you know, back in the day, you had guys like Steve Largent and Pat Tilly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing up some, some names, but some guys that – you know, would have loved to play in today's game because they would, they would the production probably would have doubled. I mean, the, passing has become a big part of, of the NFL and where it's going. I mean, it's an offensive game, and we're seeing we're seeing a lot of these 45, 42 games when back in the day you might get one a year. Now well, we're the, seeing them every other and week. The difference you know? too is is when we played, we played baseball, basketball, and football, so yeah. it was just a part of the year for us. Yeah. 
what would have happened for you know we the, for the two of us for if we'd have been training year oh. round and had quarterback coaches year round and camps year round and people talking to us about what the things these kids get taught yeah. and the systems being the same from junior high to high school to college yeah. I ran the option in high school man what's crazy yeah you're right and what's crazy is like these kids play play Madden too which we didn't have all yeah those. Exactly. and they, they they know coverages when they're in sixth seventh grade they right. know cover two they know man they know cover two man they know all these zone blitzes because they play these video games but I was talking to one of the, the guys down on media road down on the other end and we were talking about baseball in particular it's like those kids if if you don't like Kyler Murray those kids that are growing up today or that are eight years old nine years old they're playing 80 summer games baseball, in the yeah. summer 80 they play Travel. more than a college team plays they don't well, even play 80. I wanted to ask you too the baseball influence when you watch Mahomes play uh, for Kansas City yeah you can you can see the shortstop second oh, base. Buddy. It's like you he's turning the double play. That's exactly I mean, what, what I think. He's when throwing I see under it. armpits. Like he's they're moving. going. Oh, he's, he threw around the defensive guy. That's incredible. I'm saying that's every day for a shortstop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he just he just taking it to the wrong football foot, field. Yeah. The other way. He uh, took it. He take, took it to the football field. And no one's really done that at like that at that level. You know, in that type of game last week. I mean, I think that's what uh, that's just the difference. But a lot of kids are doing it every day. They're just not. You know, you know, they don't, you know who they're you, not where in the position he's in to do it do you know who he is he um, um, it's blanking but who's the young guard for the golden state warriors oh steph curry steph changed everything in terms of kids the way they watch basketball yep. Yep. that's the way i see Mahomes. like yep. he's going to change he, the way he's football's the game at. he is and I, I think they can score so fast it's like it's a fun brand of football so kids enjoy that right it's like when I was in high school, we actually went four and five wides in the 90s and no one else was doing it, and the wristbands and the no huddle, yeah. and it became something that now everybody kind of does. And and so, But but it was a brand of football that was new, that the, everybody enjoyed. I mean, how much fun is it to be a receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, oh, man. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't you love to be a receiver well, on the Chiefs? Well, these days, to get in the Pro Bowl, you got to catch 100 balls. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like me? that's the wave of the future is, the, is getting everybody involved at a very high level and everybody's production up. I mean, McVay's doing the same thing yeah, in, in, with the Rams. in Los Angeles. That's, that's a simpler system, but they just do it right. They remind me of the Packers. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do it in different looks, but we got about seven, eight key plays, and mm-hmm. you stop us. You're doing something with your family, starting start a program, a high school? Is we that started right? to, well, we, we began, a started a, a, a sports program for a mega church in San Antonio, and it's Cornerstone Christian, and my dad, he's my dad's been a coach, a preacher, and an athletic director for years. We started Evangel Christian in Shreveport. We started Calvary Baptist in Shreveport, Louisiana. Whoa. My dad gave Doug Peterson his first head coaching oh, job in high right? school. Yeah. You know, of course, he's trained up a lot of QBs that have gone on to play college in the NFL. He coached Shea Patterson at Michigan, um, one that's in college right now. But uh, so we do, we're developing this sports program. We decided to go independent, kind of outside of yeah. the state uh, classification system and all that, and play a national schedule. So uh, we can bring kids in from all over. We can kind of mentor them. We can, uh, yeah, I don't want to say preach to them, but we can minister to them. You yeah. know, there's some things that we can do uh, being a being a uh, independent that you know is outside of the you public said the school key word system. With young people today. Uh, you know, it, it, it's about mentoring, like you yeah. said. It's about showing by example. It's about giving them positive role models. And, yeah. you know, when you and I grew up, we had those role models to look to. And, you know, when yeah. I was in college in the late 70s, Roger Staubach and Steve Barkowski were the first two great quarterbacks who talked openly about, about their, their faith, faith, right? Yep. Uh, so I was like, you're kidding, man. This Steve Barkowski is huge. He's yeah. got a big gun. He's like total gunslinger, right? Yeah. But yet he loves God. Yeah. 
Uh, and, you know, when you talk about your family upbringing, you talk about your dad being a pastor, you talk about, you know, obviously being a pastor's son, there's a lot of connotations to that. But I ask a lot of guys all the time, how has faith, family, and football worked into your life in terms of how that works? It's just been huge because my dad's been the most consistent man that I know. And so, you know, and that's what I tell young coaches or guys on our staff or my dad tells us all is like, you got to be consistent because the kids look up to you, you know, every day, every day, every day. It's like I played for coaches that weren't consistent and I played for some that were. I played for Nick Saban. He's the most consistent guy. He's tough, but he's, but he's consistent. consistent. And so if you or you come into the building knowing what you're going to get as a player, if you come in as a student and know what you're going to get in, with your teacher, it is so much easier to believe in what they're saying. It, it becomes ingrained in you because you it's and over and over and over. Your coaches can be a little off in terms of – I've had coaches all different personalities yeah. and all different things, but you're right. Kids, kids, when we were growing up or when kids are growing up today, all you're looking for is, is someone that you can hang you your can hat hang on. hang your yeah. hat on is somebody who – it's consistent with everybody. Yeah. And somebody, when they say something, yeah. means it. Like a real stand-up guy. Yeah, and, and I, you know, so you I can, had some coaches, you and I both. I mean, 100%. coaches that cussed up a storm, but they were great coaches. You and overlooked they cared, that, but you know, they cared. They might have they been foul mouth, but they yeah, cared yeah. about the little things and they cared about you and and uh, the group. You know, it's like it's always about the team. But, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, I, just to be able to be consistent for the kids and to be there every day working with them. And my brother's the, the head football coach there, and he's like my dad. He's super consistent. You know, I travel a lot and do a lot of business stuff, but he's the consistent. And I, and so I, it's fun to watch all these kids kind of, you know, gravitate to guys like that. I want to ask you, you were talking about playing for Nick Saban at LSU. I know you're not surprised by what he's done at Alabama, which is just incredible. But tell me for people out there who, who haven't been inside a locker room with Nick Saban, what yeah. makes Nick Saban so special with what he does? Well, first of all, he's not afraid to hire unbelievable people around him because he's, he no doesn't ego. Fe- Yeah, no ego. He doesn't think anybody's going to be bigger than him, which he's not worried about that right. at all. Like that's his last thing he's worried about. I'm going to get the best people for the, every position. Then he coaches his coaches as hard as he coaches his players. So they are held accountable as you can imagine, right? So uh, it just it, it's top down. It's the secretary gets held accountable. The strength and conditioning staff is held accountable. Like he he- holds everybody accountable to his standards. And Let he, me stop you for one second. That's exactly what Matthew Slater of the Patriots told me about really? Bill Belichick oh, yeah. the other night. It's well, exactly what you're saying. I mean, they're closed. Josh, you know, final question. Just wanted, just wanted to ask you, when you play for a person like Nick Saban, when you have, you know, in other coaches that, that we both have had that maybe don't have the big name like him but made big influences in our life, if you had to tell moms and dads out there the, the significance of you playing football or basketball oh, or baseball and what it, what it has done for you today looking back on the experience what what would be some of the things you tell parents i i draw off of you know everything that that i learned in football for sure even more than baseball i mean baseball i played pro baseball but there's so many things that I learned because of the work that we had to put in at the college level, really. Yeah. The NFL, you have to work, and there's so much uh, film prep right. and all that it's stuff. But it is it's a job. But in college, you learned how to – you grew up, you learned how to run, lift, 
you know, be a man, handle adversity, all the little things. Because those are the, the, the years of your life, 18, 19, 20, 21. You're not even 21 yet. You're, like, you're trying to figure it all out in life. And there's so many things that the kids can learn from playing at a high level or playing football at a, at a, at a collegiate level or a D1 level. I mean, LSU, I mean, you're talking about playing in front of 100,000 fans at 19 years old. I mean, the, the kid from Clemson handled it, Lawrence, this year just yeah. unbelievably well and won a national title. It just goes, man, that guy's mature beyond his years. And you can see the mature ones and the ones that aren't ready yet. But I, uh, that's what I would I would say to kids is, man, if you have a chance to play football, it is the greatest American sport in the world because there's so much, so many momentum swings and adversity swings and things you have to bounce up from and get off the ground. And in life, and in faith, and relationships, and in business, you have to get up off the ground because you're not. It, it's not. You know, it's not all W's in life. I mean, there's some L's, man, along yeah. the way. What I learned. What I learned is what you said, and what I try to tell kids today is they're a totally different generation, a totally different mindset than we were, uh, because these kids today, it's so much about me, 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 mm-hmm. because because they've gone to independent sports. You know, sports where it's just about you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, which is great if you're talented skateboarding, surfing. I have yeah. a son-in-law who's a professional surfer. He's dude's dynamite. He's good. <laughs> but but the thing that I tell my my daughter about my grandkids that are you know two, three, and six is listen. I understand completely. Your your husband is talented. Yeah. But. What I want for them isn't so much about playing the game as the things that they can learn by being a part of a team. Of a team, That yep. it's not about them, that they've got to sacrifice for other people, yeah. that there's rules that you have to follow, that there's accountability to people, and yeah. not just because you're doing it for no reason, but because you care so much about the guys that you're with yeah. and playing with that you don't want to let them down. Yeah, and I think uh, that in life you carry that into friendships and relationships because you got to trust the, ne- the guy next to you. you got to, like you said, be held accountable. you got to do your job, and that's what Belichick does because if you do your job and the next guy does his job and the next guy then then things start to happen positive for you on the field and it's just like that in life and in business that's why I think the Pete Carroll's and the Belichick's and the Sabins and you know those guys would be great CEOs because right. they rally men they rally they know women how to, they would they, they know how to rally people they know how to cast the vision is, and they know how to get people to follow that's what life's all about and, that's and leadership they're gonna right? have success no matter where they're at well, listen, congratulations with the new Thank school. You. We'll follow that. Thank you. How do, the, how do we get information at about corner, that? At Cornerstone Football, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, at Cornerstone Stone Football, Football, San Antonio, Texas. Yep. Josh Booty. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.